So I haven't said anything for two days. And I plan to keep that up till at least the semi-finals when the Tigers are done and dusted because I don't have anything positive to say, mate. It's it's not a nice feeling. And you know, what do you want to do? Like you you want you want your team to show up and have a go. And there's no one within that club is able to do anything to get these guys motivated motivated i don't care if we've got no systems in place or the structure's terrible or whatever we're just not seeing all 13 players on the field at once having a go and i get bagged out you know like by really close people to me as recently as today saying mate you've always you're always negative you always got nothing good to say well give me something positive to say guys give me something positive to say how about we be accountable for the wrongdoings we do and that's what i've tried to call out for a year or two and you can handle the bad year or two or five not 11 you know and and i think we're just sick of it mate i'm, I'm just sick of it like I, i'm not even going to watch this week i really not going to watch this week because i'm expecting a a pretty crappy scoreline in terms of what we can do we've got to start naming our best players in the right positions that suit us okay we've got naden needs to be in the centers number one naden's a waste of space on the wing okay he he's not a winger we bought him as a center he needs to be as a center he needs to be the right center I think he was moved to left centre to be able to give Mamalo a lot better ball. Mamalo ended up getting switched to the right. I think he's an out-and-out centre. He needs to be in the team. If we're talking development, Junior Tupu needs to be in the team. Matamua needs to be in the team. Uh, Tom Freebarn, okay, I don't think he's the answer for anything, but if we're going to have a ball-playing lock, start him at lock. There's things we can do. I want to look at a game and say, you know what, at least we're moving a few pieces and trying to tweak something to, to get things right. What are we doing, mate? We're going with Luke Garner, who's not... And Luke Garner played great, don't get me wrong. He scored a nice try and all that. But Luke Garner's off to Penrith. James Roberts might not be there next year. Come on, man. We're talking development club and, and we're putting guys that aren't going to be there. What? I don't mind. Put put who you want there. Just don't give me shit about development club. You want to you go down a youth path, I'll back you with the youth path and I'll accept losing by 50, but play the youth. You know, Tim Sheens is there and he's not getting involved, Josh. He's our incumbent coach. Now, I know he's got to prepare for next year and all that, but how hard is it to take a couple of training sessions or, or, or name the team or do something? It's, it's like, like I said to someone today, it's like me being uh, employed as someone's butler. And as of November the 1st, I'm in charge of cleaning the pool and I can see the pool's full of shit, but I'm not going to touch it till November 1st. You know, you've got to get involved now, even if you can't fix it. And, you know, we're going to do more damage to our product by having three poor games coming up. We've got a wooden spoon staring us in the face and we need to show some pride about it. And, okay, I I don't know how you get the players motivated, but someone there surely has to. Like, if this happened at the Roosters, Nick Politis would be at training, mate. If this happened at South, losing to half a Newtown team, Russell Crowe would be at training, laying down the law, you know, throwing his watch or breaking it on the ground or doing something. We, we need, we just can't wash our hands and say, oh, you know what, it'll all be over in three weeks. We've got the lovely centre of excellence. And by the way, that centre of excellence, that, from what I'm told by people within the club, that leaves every other centre of excellence into significance. This is like one of the greatest facilities. Like, this is a positive thing. I'm not denying that, but you know, that doesn't solve all your problems. That's wonderful. We've got it. We're going to talk it up and that's great. But, you know, we, we've got to address three more games that we could have possibly 100 to 250 points scored against us. Is that, are we just supposed to say, oh, that's okay because 2023, we're going to flick a switch? Half those guys are going to be there next year, Josh. And there's six or seven players you'll probably name 
uh, tonight that are out that will be part of that squad. We've got to start now, mate, even if it doesn't affect our ladder position. We've got to take pride in our performances. From from five minutes in, you knew the blokes weren't interested. What that reason is, I don't know, but surely Tim Sheens or whoever's running the thing next year gets involved now and says, you know what, that's not good enough. They had six players out, Cronulla, seven players out, and they towed us. It was a training run. And, and I'm just supposed to say, wave my flag and say, yay, team, I'm a West Tiger and wear my West gear and it'll be right. There's always next year and be just a brain-dead supporter. I can't do that, Josh. And that's why I didn't want to come on tonight because I'm sick of reaping negativity, but people need to start being accountable for what goes on in that club. And it hasn't happened for years, mate. And we're just supposed to cop it up the Kyber Pass and say, no worries, just cop it for three more weeks and everything will be fine next year. I hope everything is fine next year, but the next three weeks there's a, a you know a care factor that they've got to have to get reasonable performances out of these players. Let them bust a gut. And then if they lose by 30, I'll accept it. But not when they're not having a crack as a team. And you can't tell me that's the same team that played the Cowboys and the Broncos, guys. And Jackson Hastings is a great player, but that's not the reason we were shit. We could still have a good intensity there, and we're not getting it. And here I am. I just get reaped as a fucking grim reaper because I'm always, oh, bash, 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 bash. Give me something positive out of that game. If anyone thinks that we tried on Saturday night as a collective, they're liars. They're absolute liars. That's not acceptable. That's not NRL standard. And I'm supposed to come on and fucking wave my flag and be happy day, sunshines and lollipops and whatever. Fuck this, Josh. I'm sick of it, mate. I don't want to fucking do this anymore. I'm fucking over it. We're all over it. Just rubbish. Absolute fucking rubbish. I'm just supposed to click a switch November 1st and everything's going to be roses. Someone needs to get in there now, mate, and not we're going to get 50 points put on us on, on the weekend by the Roosters. That's what we're, we're facing if, if these guys don't realise that they're representing a club on the weekend. Okay? Have some pride in their own performance. Have some pride in their family. You can still get towed up and put your shoulder in in the tackle. Mate, it's not good enough. Sorry I'm ranting, but fuck this. Seriously. I'm, I'm not watching the game. And anyone that watches it, you're better than me because you waste your time on that shit. You're wasting your life. Just switch off and turn on next year. Uh, yeah, I'll put myself through that uh, pool of shit probably Saturday night. It's like a car crash. You can't walk away. I quite like that uh, analogy. Hopefully we're like Andy Dufresne in uh, – what's it, What's the movie called? Um, oh, I just had it in my head. Shawshank Redemption. We come out, crawl crawl through a mile of shit and come out clean on the other side. So We've been crawling um, for 11 years, Josh. It's not mm. one or bad or two bad years, mate. We <laughs> need to – you know, we don't want to get laughed at. We've got to stop making mistakes. You know, even even this, you know, gaff with the Benji thing that we, you know, that's all over Fox tonight that we yeah. highlighted earlier from one of our Patreon members. You know, I've been called out for that. Well, you know, I'm not proud of it. Like, they're, they're only little things, but these are mm. things that there's got to be a standard there. Like, as someone said, it would have been proofread. It would have been checked. It would have been put on the wall. Someone would have walked past it. Didn't, did no one not notice it? And then it goes to Channel 9 last night and it's seen. Am I proud to point that out? The first thing I did when I knew it wasn't Photoshop was rung the club up to make sure they were aware of it and it was getting rectified today. So, you know, like, okay, okay it's, it's not fun bashing your team. I want the best for the team. But, you know, what do you do? What, what are we supposed to do as supporters? We don't have voting rights. We don't have any rights whatsoever. We're powerless 
And we're just supposed to just sit there and, like I said, wave our flag, show up to games. And you know what? If we don't put a first-grade performance, tough shit, you paid your tickets to go see the game. Look, I'll be honest. I'm more disappointed about what we did at Campbelltown because we're trying to grow that region. We'd come off four decent performances and we could have won that group over and made everyone, you know, everyone like want to go to Campbelltown next time. And I'm one that would say I wouldn't go back there after watching that. I will go back there when they show me something. But until they show me something, why would I go back there? I feel sorry for them, mate. I really, honestly, I'm at the point where I never thought I'd say it. I don't care. I just don't care anymore because it hurts me so much and I shouldn't take so much hurt out of it. But it hurts me so much that the only way I don't get hurt is to just, you know, detach myself emotionally from the situation. And, and I still get fucking worked up over it. Just fucking sick of it, guys. Just we, we all are. It's just, it just sometimes, you know, I'm not big noting myself, but, you know, we've got a voice on this podcast and sometimes you've got to say the shit that they want, they don't want to hear. And the reason they're butthurt and the reason they don't let anyone from the club come on this pod is because we're giving them a lot of home truths and we're telling it how it is. And I'll tell you now, if I was leader of that club and, and what happened the last two weeks was there, I'd either be reading the riot act to everyone or I'd be stepping down. Okay, I would not be going to sleep at night feeling comfortable. I've got no financial involvement in that club. They, they have nothing. To, you know, I've got nothing to do with it. Nothing vested in me, yet I couldn't sleep. So if I've got nothing invested in the club, how do they sleep at night, Josh? How do they sleep? Okay, you, you answer that for me. The irony, no financial, no financial uh, input that uh, apparently isn't, uh, doesn't make you a fan, as we've been told in the past. But... Um, Lower grades, at least the um, the Jersey flag boys are uh, having a good season. So fingers crossed, this crop uh, coming through can um, yeah turn it around. So the Jersey flag boys they won thirty two twenty four against the Raiders uh, on Sunday afternoon, and then the New South Wales Cup guys they were up twelve nil. I was following the score um, along and saw we were up by twelve nil, kind of. Wishing I had it gone because I was planning on going, but um, yeah, ended up having dad duties. But um, yeah, they're up twelve nil and end up getting done twenty six twenty two. Their season's uh, running one anyway. So the ladders, uh, so the Magpies in New South Wales Cup, they're four wins, one draw, and uh, fifteen losses. So that puts them what? Uh, they're about nine points. So yeah, mathematically. They're um, they're shot. So uh, unfortunately, second grade, which has been affected by the injuries of the first grade team. But uh, the Fleet Boys, they're sitting in third. They're twelve and eight, um, on twenty eight points. So only two points behind, um, second place there. With the Knights and Roosters up the top with the uh, Panthers two points behind. So I like quite- that the Knights and the Tigers both play the Roosters next. Yeah, I think I saw, and I noticed that too on the, <laughs> I think it, maybe one has a buy. Probably, but both, yeah. But they both had two buys. So, yeah, I don't know how that works. But uh, New South Wales RL's uh, website, blame blame them. As this is just maybe they've got some makeup games to play. That might be the go because uh, yeah. I think they had a few games yeah. early in the season that were messed up because of um, flooding and mm. stuff like that. So that might now be what's going you, on there. Now that you say that, the Roosters and Knights have played... 19 games, we've played 20. The Panthers have played 21. So, 
there might yeah might be a few you might be right might be washouts um to come for them so but so good luck to the fleet boys um shout out to a friend of the show gareth he messaged me he goes if you want to see because he he heads to a lot of the uh the lower grades and he said you got to come out come out and watch the jersey fleet boys so um if you can get out and support the uh yeah our under 20 21s do they go back to 20s 21 it's 21s now isn't it flag since covid uh support yeah support the young 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 bucks coming through so uh on to the news so as rob rob's kind of gone through my uh my whole rundown in a space Sorry, of about mate. seven minutes that's all right that's all right <laughs> you know what your rundown was to be fair that's okay that's okay you it's um yeah all good but we'll have we'll have more to say on the topics that you uh that you touched on and plenty of comments coming through as well so as you said the center of excellence opened up uh today for business the photos pouring through uh we'll get to one uh photo just in a second but um bit of a quote from justin pascoe who was on channel nine news with michael chamis last night um so pascoe says we're not silly enough to think that just because we're going into a world-class facility that it automatically defines a change in results in the end it comes down to the culture the people and the standards we're very firm on that um as i'll let you go first what are your impressions going purely off um off photos i saw a few instagram stories and that sort of thing uh of the players with their new lockers with labels and that sort of thing coming in i um sent sean Bloor, friend of the show a message and he said to me um that basically it's it's very similar to penrith but even bigger uh and more upgraded so uh by all sounds of it and looks of it it looks uh pretty good as yeah from what i've said it looks bloody fantastic i like the touch of um each of the players' lockers having a sort of sponsored by um, plug on them as well. Uh, their, play, their West Tigers player number, um, yeah, the facilities, they, they look an absolute treat. Um, obviously, Pasco's right. It's not going to, like the facility itself is not going to bring that success. That's going to come from the team. Um, and if they can turn things around, find the drive, find the will, find the passion and find that bloody tiger spirit. I hope with Sheens and Benji and Robbie in particular, they managed to find that because that's what's seriously lacking um, the latter st- later stages of this year and earlier this year while we just couldn't win a game to save our life. Um, yeah, I'm, I hope we, we get to tour the, center of excellence at some point because i'd i'd love to step foot in there because it it looks bloody spectacular uh former guest on the show kathy she just said in the comments that the she's a platinum member and they're getting to a saturday week so um yeah you and i both a tear down from that so like a couple tears down i think there's elite above us and then platinum above that no, uh, no, platinum second, elites, elites at the top, platinum second, oh, okay, and yeah. um, us as full season as full, full season reserved, uh, below that. So, um, yeah, hope so. It'd be, it'd be nice to, um, get a tour if, uh, 
I know the club, as Rob said earlier, the club uh, are a little bit angry at us at the moment. But, I mean, we, we want to be positive about all this stuff. We're trying to be positive tonight. I know um, Rob had his rant about the game on the weekend. But, yeah, we, we want to put the invite out to the club. Like, as Rob said, give us stuff to um, be positive about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, not just members... We want to promote the uh, the new facilities and all the positives. So give us give us a tour, West Tigers, if you're listening. I know they um, they do listen. So would you like to do a tour of the facility, Rob? Would you um, if we could tee that up? Would you? What are your impressions going off the the photos? Yeah, look, one one I'd love to. As I said to you earlier on the show tonight, I've heard that it just makes Penrith look ridiculously out of date it, it's state-of-the-art it's the best in the country i've heard so yeah i'd love to go see it and i'm and i'm sure you know i've got a relative who's a sponsor so i'm i'm sure i could tag along with him and and get a tour whether they like it or not so so uh yeah I, i'm happy to have a look at it you know i'm not really you know i don't get excited by the fact that it's got its own hairdresser or whatever but you know like all the all, all the stuff that's going to make you a better footballer is there and look as Justin Pascoe said in that statement, um, everything he said there is correct. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed of success or that it's going to change things. It's kind of like saying we've got the wind in the second half, so we're going to win because we've got the wind behind it. But what it does do, it will attract players to our club and the fact that they can train in that state-of-the-art facility, I think that's the biggest positive from it. Um, I like the fact that they're, they're trying to um, ingrain a culture of the past greats, whether they be... The, the male or female players. So there's that kind of uh, wall of fame there, which is good. So you just recognise, you know, if you want to strive for our club and be the player we want you to be, you're going to have your name up on that wall one day. So I, I like that aspect of it. Um, yeah, look, there's there's nothing bad to say about it. Uh, so look, look, like I say, hopefully 2023 is onwards and upwards. I'm, I'm not expecting, you know, miracles in 2023, but I'm expecting improvement. And I'm expect you know, Justin Pascoe speaks about the culture there. The culture that, in particular, Benji needs to inflict, and I, and I know if if they do, you know, play like Robbie played, like Robbie, I can't say Robbie ever had a game where he shirked it. So if they put that sort of effort in every week, that's all I want to see. And you know, we were we were laughing at that earlier in the year when we were getting those sort of efforts from a Michael Maguire coach team, and we were losing. Now I'm kind of wishing I saw that the last two weeks, even if we were losing. So we need to instill that mentality that we're, you know, there's a reason we're playing every week and we want to do the best we can every week. And, you know, I, I just hope it's onwards and upwards from 2023 because what we're going through this year is just, it's not normal and, and no fan base should have to go through it. GD Tiger on YouTube asked uh, why the club is like this with a specific issue of snowball. Uh, it mostly comes down to, from what I can tell, the, um, yeah, Rob's interaction with Lee via text, which we talked about on the show, which Lee gave us permission in said text to talk about. So we're, we're trying to said, mend... Yeah, he actually said if you're going to talk about it, talk about it in full, yeah. which I think he was dirty in the on the Tuesday pod that we did at the time. I stand corrected if it was Tuesday or Monday. I'm pretty sure it was a Tuesday yeah. we did it that week, Josh, that we never did his second reply and third reply. So he's a bit hmm. dirty on that. Uh, also, I'm led to believe by someone I spoke to within the club tonight that 
I'd leaked everything to the media and media ran with uh, the story from there. That wasn't the case. It was leaked to the media by someone else. We did contact a couple of media identities who, who didn't want to run with it, but it was already on its way through through Dean Ritchie. And, you know, like I said, we, we invited him on the show. I, I would just expect any chairman to say, after what you've said about us, no thanks, if that's how he felt. But all we wanted to do was give it a positive spin. Uh, and I just, I don't want to harp on too much, Josh, but I had these same views last year, okay? And we got Robbie Farrell on the show earlier in the year and everything we did was a positive spin. We ne- There was no negativity. We just spoke positive thoughts on the club. So we would never have invited anyone on to bash them to death or, or make them feel uncomfortable. So if we can get ever, you know, someone like Robbie or Benji or anyone on, like they don't have to, but I'm just saying like it, it's mm. not, we're not going to hold them to task and say, oh, you know, why is this happening or why is this happening or why aren't you picking this player or whatever? Like we never even went into that with Robbie and Robbie's episode is probably one of our most popular episodes ever. So um, anyway, it is what it is. it's, it's yeah. done now. I honestly, Josh, I don't care if they don't like me. I really don't. You know, you say what you got to say. And if I'm the sacrificial lamb over it, so be it. It doesn't stop me going to games. It doesn't stop me uh, cheering for the team when they're having a go. So, And I'll always be a Tiger. And I, and no offence to Lee and Justin, I, they will never be the Tiger that I am, ever. Okay, so I don't care about what they think of me. I know who I am and I'm very comfortable in my own skin. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, but we'll, we'll never be their PR person and we'll always... Um, have the intention. We we call it as it is. Like we, I had an interaction with someone on the socials who called us Luke Brooks bashers, and like, and I was like, you got to be kidding me! Like, regular listeners would know that Brooks Island was my thing uh, for ages. Friend of the show, big biggest tiger, made T-shirts about it and, and everything. Like we. When it comes to stuff like Luke Brooks, I feel like we were we called it. If he had a good game, we said he had a good game. If he had a bad game, we yeah we called it as we saw it. So to be gosh, called... if, you, if you knew how many people DM me, okay, with venting their frustrations, thanking mm. us for what we say, and and I literally go into you know they actually soothe me because I'm then giving them advice that I kind of listen to my own advice, giving it to them, and I'm saying guys, hang in there. Benji and Robbie are taking over next year. You know, I know Sheens is the head coach, but the boys will have more of their imprint on it. I get dozens of these every week, and I reply to every one. So I am doing their PR work for them. I am. I'm not the one telling them to not support the team or anything like that. On the contrary, mate, I've even had one blow, and it was kind of embarrassing because I'd actually requested with you and said, Josh, I don't want to come on. And then someone sent me a private message me message thanking me for everything I do on social media, and I'm thinking, man, all I'm doing is hammering the club. But they're, they're thanking me for my views and my thoughts and, and for, you know, talking to them privately and taking time to reply to them. So, you know, we, we are doing a, a, a bit of a PR job, to be honest. Hmm. We, we, we do this show because we love, as you said, we love the club. And you're 100% right. Like, between the three of us, Shane, even Shane's sponsored the club. Literally, he get no... No business for MG, or very a very minimal business from having MG pumps um, on the banners and that sort of thing, which he did in previous years. He did it purely for the love of the club. Like you, you won't find four more passionate West Tigers fans. Aaron drives some orange for 
fucking every home game. Like you, you won't find we love we love the club. So it's um, it it you say you don't care. It it, it, it does hurt me as a West Tigers fan. I, I don't like the um the club having a bit of, a bit of disdain for us. And yeah, we Mate, we, we, we want to mend that. Josh, it's not going to go away. I mean, look, mm. the, the fact is, and I know the club are aware of this, when you've had 11 years, and look, to be fair, Justin hasn't been there for 11 years. Lee hasn't been there for 11 years. There are others that have, but, you know, the, the, the head guys, even Sheens, he hasn't been there. You know, he's been gone since 2012. The fact is, when you've had no success for 11 years, the microscope is going to be on you even more. And, you know, as we said, and like it might seem only like a little thing, but the fact that we had nothing to look forward to from basically the time we lost to South, it's not so much the match sacking. Once we lost to South, you kind of knew we were really pushing shit uphill to make the finals, even though I kind of thought Manly at Campbelltown, Canterbury at Parramatta Stadium and, and New Zealand in New Zealand were winnable games and we could get back into it. We, our season was effectively over after round 10. So when, you know, when the club wants to sugarcoat it, I, I know they've got to talk it up, but when they want to say everything's hunky-dory and it's not, you just got to call it out, mate. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when we talk about Madge, we should have got rid of him at the end of last year or kept him. There was no in-between, and they were aware of that. And I don't think they put enough thought process into how things were going to pan out, and they should have had their next coach wrapped up before they got rid of Madge. And to be fair, I'm glad we missed out on Serraldo. I think we've dodged a massive bullet there. And if anyone was going to take over our, our coaching staff, I wanted to be Benji and Robbie. I know I know Benji's heart's in the right place, and I know Robbie's heart's in the right place. And to be fair, I don't even think they need Tim Sheens. Benji played under Tim for 10 years. He, he, know, he knows the X's and O's part. I think in terms of his management style, he's going to go down the Wayne Bennett path. Um, you know, R Robbie will be Robbie. Like, Robbie's going to in instill that passion that we even saw as a blue shirt. So I got no – I'm actually glad that it's led to where it's led. But you've got to call it out, Josh. It wasn't done by design. It was done by accident and fluke. And we need our leaders to be better than that. Like, this should have been maybe thought of nine months ago, not just, oh, shit, we missed out on Serraldo. What do we do now? What do we do now? And you can't you can't say there's not a touch of, um, you know, a, a bit of like everyone knows that it's going to help the membership drive having the two greatest players our club's ever had on the coaching staff. So uh, there's also that PR exercise about it that works as well, which is which is great. But it's a lot of, you know, it's not going to be an easy task. And, and I know they can turn it around. But, you know, when, when management make wrong decisions, are we supposed to just sit there and say, oh, no, that's, that's good, no worries, guys. You've ripped our season apart after 10 rounds and we're heading towards last position and you've got guys like, like they've done the last two weeks, three or four players really having a good dig and the rest of them are just kind of going through the motions, you know, and we're supposed to just accept it. That, that's not how footy works, Josh. You know, so everything we do now because we've missed finals for 11 years is even – we're even like – more thoroughly monitored. So we have to get everything right, whether it's the Benji gaff at the centre of excellent or whatever. We've got to watch every word we say publicly as a club and we've all got to be on the same page moving forward. So they, and they all need to do that, man. They all, it's not my job. They've got, they've got to work that out themselves. But yeah, I, I know they're pissed off with us because we're telling them the home truths. And, and, you know, if you're, if I was critical of you, you'd be defending yourself. So I've got no problem with Lee defending himself. But at the end of the day, 
You don't have to choose Lee or choose me. Just look at the results. Look at the last few years. That's all you have to look at. So whatever they think of me, look at 9th, look at 11th, look at 13th, and, and look at soon to be 15th or 16th. We're, we've basically got yeah. the wooden spoon if Gold Coast beat Newcastle. We're not going to beat both St George and Canberra, and we've certainly got no chance against the Roosters. You know what the most hurtful thing I saw on Fox League over the weekend, and more so, I kind of expect the, the performance against the um, the Sharks. I kind of expected. I don't know if you guys watched the Roosters. Uh, who did they play before us? Um, Cowboys. Cowboys. Roosters. Cowboys. The um, it was James Tedesco's two hundredth game, and seeing the footage, it's like almost like block. Um, the James Tedesco era out of my head because it's just so hurtful. And just seeing his highlights, they started with West Tigers highlights when they were going through in the pregame. And it's just, man, it's just, it's just, it, it, I'll never ever get over how we just let let him. But, but Josh, we, we lost we lost him because the club was a basket case. And, yeah. and that's, that, that's, that, that's the point that, I'm making. That's pre, yeah. that's pre Lee Hadjapentelis. Lee Hadjapentelis wasn't yeah. there when that happened. But but Justin Pascoe was certainly there. There was there was no vision. There was no foresight. And he was like, you know what? You guys don't know what you're doing. You're deciding between Farrah and, and Taylor. You get rid of both of them within six months. You can't secure a coach. You, you get Ivan Cleary at, at the last minute, the nth hour. So I don't blame Tedesco for leaving, and he doesn't blame himself. He won two premierships instantly. No. no. Uh, what, what, hurt, what hurt me the most, Josh, and I never actually saw your tweet, but you kind of reminded me about it after I tweeted it. What hurt me, and it, and it was the truth. So, you know, they can say that I'm a hater or whatever they want, but Dan Ganain said during his commentary, this is men against boys. This is yeah. a National Rugby League commentator trying to promote the game and even he was saying this was men against boys. So, you know, whenever I say something negative, I'm called out for it. Just watch. I haven't even watched NRL 360, but I've got it on in the background. They're, they're, they're making fun of the, the Benji gaff in the centre of excellence themselves. But, you know, like I say, whenever I do something, it seems to get magnified even more. And we're just a, a, a you know, a bloody podcast. So, you know, you've got, to start, you've got to start watching what you do and what you say as a club, and then you'll get that respect. So give us something mm. positive to talk about. Coming 15th and 16th and getting thrashed by the teams coming nowhere is not going to help our cause. Well, um, I've got it up on the screen now for those watching the the Benji. Um, yeah, of course, for those who didn't go on the internet today and didn't see that uh, in the Centre of Excellence under Benji Marshall's blurb on the, uh, the Legends wall, it said that Benji Marshall won a premiership for the Dragons and... Um. Yeah, in the scheme of things, it's just a typo. That Rob said earlier, he texted, he gave the club a call, and they said they're going to fix it um, before the the grand opening. And yeah, no, no harm done. But man, like I was telling telling a coworker today, like it, if it was maybe something about a player from the nineteen forties that played for Balmain or West, and they got. Um, only a nerd kind of pick, picked up something similar. They wrote that they wrote in that that maybe the Dragons won a premiership in the sixties or something when they didn't. Whatever, whatever it is, this is Benji Marshall. Like, it's it's the guy that's taken over as coach. It's arguably between him and Robbie. Like they're 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 on the Mount Rushmore of West Tigers 
names. Like Benji is the king, the king of the club. And somehow for that, for just a mistake like that to uh, to get through, like it's just like who who was writing it? Like how how could you not know that Benji Marshall never won, never won a grand final? Like it's and it's I mean it's a dragon, so who cares? But like just to put a, something factually incorrect about Benji in a blurb, it um it just doesn't look good. And I, on top of everything, we're trying trying to be positive, but we'll we'll get on to positive stuff. Um, I promise. We're we're forty two minutes in. I promise eventually. Um, but it's just it's just embarrassing. Like, and I didn't realize. So one of the guys in our Patreon Discord posted it that he noticed it. And then I posted it saying, oh, look, like um, one of our guys noticed this and then realized I hadn't been on my uh, social feeds. People spotted it well before um, our guys did. It, it, it had been circulating the internet since last night. Obviously, I was living under a rock uh, for half a day. People people spotted it straight away. Like, And, yeah, people, people were going to, so... But um, yeah, it's just funny that, that you kind of um, mentioning it on Twitter, Rob, and they were upset that you mentioned it. It was literally all over. I saw it in a number of different Facebook groups on Twitter. Like it's just um, all the NRL, like NRL roast, like all different NRL sites have like have picked it up. It, yeah, it's... look, I, I mentioned I mentioned it on Facebook first, Josh, and I retweeted your tweet of it. Uh, the, the first thing I did was check that it wasn't photoshopped, and I and I checked a couple of other photos of of that thing. Look, there's two ways of looking at it. Yes, it's embarrassing, but in a way, it was lucky that it went to Channel Nine News and and people noticed the error. Because imagine we actually did the official opening, and that was still there. But you know, someone pointed out to me from within the club tonight. Why did I point that out, and why aren't I talking about the seventy eight million dollars Centre of Excellence? So look. You can you can always try and point a positive spin on everything, but to me, look, if I want to be hypercritical of that, I don't even like the way that whole paragraph's written. To be fair, like it's not even done in some sort of chronological order. To be to be honest, in terms of the blurb, so that's just a, an English grammar matter. That's nothing to do with you know incorrect spellings or wrong words or anything like that. I, I would have done the blurb differently, but you know the, the intention is what count it counts, and it's meant to be done the right way, but. Yeah, like if that wasn't seen on Channel 9 News, no one would have picked it up, mate. And then we would have been having an opening and then someone seeing it and then there would have been red faces at, at the official launch. So, you know, it is embarrassing, but lucky it was picked up now before before the official opening's done. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't... It is, but it's... I mean, it's on the internet. Once it's on the internet, it's... Uh, it's sticks, well, as, so. the, as the person said in the Patreon group, it's it's just the it's just the the attention to detail. It just seems to be yeah. a common a common thing within the club. Look, I haven't even mentioned this, Josh, but there are only little things. But I, I've heard of, for example, I won't mention the other clubs, but um, where the players get massages, you know, from the masseuses or masseurs at other clubs, and how they have appointments with the players at other clubs, and everything's like clockwork at the other clubs. When some of those people come to West Tigers, people aren't there for their appointments and they're literally chasing any person who wants to take that spot. Like this is systematic of things that are happening within the club and it needs to change. And by us mentioning these things, hopefully they hear it 
and they'll make some inquiries and say, well, what's going on? How come these massages don't get done on time? Why, why aren't the players showing up on time? But I know from the, the massage people themselves, it's an absolute shit fight when they try and do our players. And when they go to certain other clubs, I'm not going to mention the other clubs because maybe they'll be able to establish the connection. Everything's run like clockwork there. The people are there ready, ready to go. They get their massages done and everything's sweet. But it's just that little attention to detail. Now, this isn't a big deal in the scheme of life, but it's just, it's just a typical West Tigers era. So, like mm. I said, 11 years of bad stuff goes on and you start questioning every little detail, every little detail, whether it's the wrong word in a press statement, whether it's the wrong quote to a news source, whether it's anything. So they, they have to be extra good now because we've been extra bad as a club. And that's just part of life. You're going to get, until we get some success on the field, none of this stuff's going to go away, Josh. Mm. It's a fact of life. It is a uh, good comment from Benjamin Barrett on um, YouTube. He said, it means someone, we probably subcontracted, they probably subcontracted someone to do this, to write up. That's fine. But who checks it? Who checks it when it comes back? Yeah. Who, who read it when it went on the wall? Like, why wasn't it picked up when it went on the wall by someone within the club? Why did someone have to see it on TV or via a photo? Yeah. Like, I know, for me, like, especially for me, because, like, Robbie Farrah's my favourite player. If I went past that Robbie Farrah thing, I'd be reading every word of it. Then I'd mm. go straight to the Benji thing, and I'd and I hang on, what's that, Dragons? What's that about? Like, you, you're telling me Justin Pascoe didn't walk past and read it? Or was he just in awe of the whole, look at my $78 million thing that I've created? You know, yeah. come on, man. Someone's got to take a bit of risk. No one's, no one needs to lose their job over it. But that's what I'm saying. If you've got systems in place, these things don't get fucked up, and mm. it just seems all too common with our club. Uh, moving on, the other big, uh, I guess you can call it news. It's not really news, but the Telegraph did the richest 100 players. Um, without going on my rant again, can we just make player salaries fucking? public like every other sports league in the world like it's just all these numbers all like um i've already i saw someone in a i think it was in a west tigers it was somewhere on facebook um they said that there's nine roosters players in there and adding their money together basically the other 21 players in their squad would have to average 126k per year to be under the cap. So either A, the Roosters are literally like there's something not adding up for them or the numbers at the Telegraph are they're just having a, having a crack, having a guess. Oh, my connection dropped out. Can you hear yeah, me it's, now? It's, yeah, it's, it's just a little bit intermittent, mate. Not only Josh, but in saying that, I think the the minimum wage for an NRL player is something like one hundred twenty to one hundred forty thousand. So if yeah. they if they need to be averaging less than the minimum wage, yeah, so they need to be averaging less than the minimum wage. What the hell is going on there? Like something is mm. definitely wrong. And I'm assuming these numbers don't include third parties. This is purely their um they got saying what their their uh their salaries are but um anyway on the west tigers side of things there were five guys in there uh luke brooks 960k uh adam Dwayhe 560 uh jackson hastings 500 joe offengawi 550 and david nofaluma 510 which uh the melbourne storm 
are picking up that tab for the next couple of months. But um, as I mean, this is a it's a pretty easy question to say who's uh, who's being overpaid. We won't we won't have a Brooksy on that because it's not his fault that he signed a million dollar contract. We can't can't fault him for for that. But um, yeah, how how believable are these numbers? Like, should, should we take them with a grain of salt? Yeah, I, f- I feel like we should. Um, I did, yeah, because I didn't think Brooks's contract was getting that close to the million until it went over the million next year. I thought he was closer to around like the 900k. Um, now, uh, we're definitely getting Jacko for a steal there with how he's played prior to his injury. Adam Dewey, he's a he's a potential star of the future. Um, and we could definitely be having him for a, a bargain right now. To be completely honest, I thought Jacko was going to be on a lot less than that coming from the Super League. Um, with a point to prove, I, I honestly would have thought he would have been picked up at a much cheaper price mm. uh, just because of his past in the NRL. I thought that was going to play a factor against him, but geez, paying 500k for him the way he, he played prior to his injury. Um, and even after he got injured, he still, he still put out pretty damn good value for that money. Um, yeah. And then we saw in those last two games he played against the Cowboys and the Broncos, um, just what he brought to the table. And he's actually getting his stitches out tomorrow. So he's going to be on his road to rehab and trying for that World Cup, uh, the England World Cup team position. Um, so I wish him good luck with that. But yeah, hopefully after the World Cup and after a, a good preseason, he comes in bigger and better and stronger next year and we get even more value for, for the money that we're paying him. GD Tiger on YouTube said Noffers on overs at 510. I think Noffers worth half a mil. Rob, what do you reckon? I reckon like I know he's uh, yeah, he's off field attitude and that sort of thing that we've heard whispers about um, aside when he signed that contract, I think he was a half a mil player i mean half a mil i think is about right for Noff. It's, it's hard to give wingers that sort of money josh but he's definitely on you know at least top five if not top three winger money i don't think you'd find many wingers on bigger dollars and offer perhaps josh addo car and i really no one else sort of comes to mind mm. um i'm not going to single them out guys but two of those figures are way off and one of them is on a lot less than he's reported on and one of them's on a lot more than he's reported on and I think the other two are pretty close to the mark. But I don't want to go into who because I'm obviously be giving away who I, who my contacts are and stuff like that. But I, I wouldn't be believing that top hundred report based on those five. Um, I will well, say I will say Noffer's pretty much on the mark. That's that's all I'll say. Um, I thought Adam. I, I might be giving it away here, but I thought Adam was on more than five hundred sixty. He's worth more than five hundred sixty. He's. I mean. Um, you don't take an injury into account in these sort of things. Adam Adam plays he, he, effort wise, he's a, mil, a million dollar player alone. But um, man, I even I've even seen speaking of Adam, I saw I've really got to stay off the internet. I've spent too much time on the internet over the weekend. Just seeing people bag out Adam Dwayne now, like with, with these performances, like just the way people have turned. Um, and I know. We've we've ranted on about performances and that sort of thing, but man, Adam Dwayne, he's I felt like since he came back from injury, has tried his guts out. So, 
Uh, I, I don't get the ad- people being critical uh, of Adam. Like, he came back from a, a huge injury and was like an instant impact. Um, they did ease him into it off the bench. But as soon as, soon as he was in the starting side, uh, I mean, against the Broncos, our Broncos win two weeks ago. He was unbelievable. And people are bagging this guy out. And, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I... Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, think Adam, I think Adam and and Jacko are in the Benji Robbie category now, Josh. Yeah. In the sense that one, as soon as they have a performance that isn't an, an all star performance, they're going to get bagged. That's mm. all it is. I mean, you know, it's very hard for Adam to have a good game behind a, a pack that was getting rolled seventy meters the other night. But look, he didn't have a good game. But you know, there's a the whole bunch of them that didn't have a good game. But you know, back in like in the Benji days, if Benji didn't do two or three try assists and and, you know, do perfect kicks and whatever he got bagged. And I think we've just got to accept the same sort of crap that goes on from some of our supporters with, you know, Jacko and Adam when it comes to that because they expect those, you know, like in terms of Jacko, they expect those para performances and South performances. And, and you know, with Adam, it's a, it's the same like he played against the Cowboys and uh, certainly like he played the second half against the Broncos. They expect that all the time now. Uh, Noffa's current contract was it was it originally a four year or a five year? I'm not sure. I, I can't I can't remember when he signed it. I think he signed one in like sixteen or something that was a three or four year contract. Yeah, but um, as, I'm not sure as 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 Josh said though, uh, Aaron. You know, like we're looking at you know nine sixty or whatever for for Brooksy, and like people bag the crap out of Brooksy about it. Mm. Don't want to harp on it, but you know. Do you blame Brooksy for for the basically a million dollar pay this year or next year, or do you blame whoever yeah, put him on that? So you know, yeah. like the, the the people in the club that that pay this stupid money and then then wonder why they got no room in the salary cap to get other players. That's the reason it happens. And and to be fair, I don't think Brooksy has lived up to that tag. I don't think that's being hypercritical. You know, I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's a good player, but he's yeah. certainly not a game. He's not a game manager, and he's certainly not worth that sort of money. But you know, if they offered me a million dollars and, and you know, I'd, I'd be taking it in a heartbeat, so why shouldn't he? So yeah. I, I don't think we should be bagging Brooksy, Brooksy about it. He, he tries his hardest. I'm not – I will never bag how hard he tries. I know there was one game, the last game last year against Canterbury, it didn't look like he was having a go, but I can't say that I've watched him play any game where he hasn't tried his hardest, whether that's been the standard we want or not. Yeah, you can't, you can't fault him for um... – for signing the contract. I mean, someone, uh, this guy that had a go at us for Brooks, people people are death-riding poor Jock Madden now and saying, oh, I see Jock Madden's not the answer either. But you got to mark people on a, on a scale. Yes, Jock hasn't looked good. But, man, he's, he's only – how many first-grade games has he played? Seven or something? you got to – you got to take these things into consideration when you're criticising it. And the big thing with Brooksy is he's, yeah, as you said, he's been around for so long and still hasn't kind of taken the game by the scruff of the neck. And he's on a million dollars. Like you got to, um, you got to kind of cop the criticism. Whereas Jock Madden's just coming in the first grade. He's probably on minimum wage. It, it, it's a, it's a totally different thing. It's um. Josh, I mean, if we if we had if we had prime time uh, Joey Johns and Jonathan Thurston as our halves on Saturday night, we would have lost. You can't a forward pack that lets you roll yeah, exactly. like that, and, and just see even in in our attack, Josh. Like, let's be constructive about things, okay? And I, I mentioned it to you last week about New Brown 
Okay, he loves that dart from dummy half. I get all that. But if you look at New Brown and Peachy, I stand corrected. I don't remember them running once from dummy half in general play during the game. Like not once between both dummy halves. I, I just saw so many poor things that we need. Like we're going to be so much better for having Appy Coruscant next year in terms of engaging markers, engaging that that A defender where they're worried, shit, is, is Appy going to throw a dummy or go himself? New Brown seems to want that hero move at the end, you know, near the try line where he wants to go for the try. Okay, and it's wonderful that he gets a try, but it's the other 79 minutes that count. If he's not helping our forwards go forward, if our, our, if our first receiver is catching the ball two or three metres behind the advantage line, it's not helping us, guys. So I love New Brown. I think, I think the guy can play, but I, I just – it's almost like he's a 5'8 being put at hooker and just like you shuttle the ball and give it to the halves. You know, he's not engaging anyone, guys, and, and it's not doing us any good. So we really need – you know, lucky we, we're getting the best hooker in New South Wales next year. So hopefully he has an injury-free year because he will make a difference to our go forward. But regardless of that, we need our defenders to be – to be manning up like Hamlin, Ueli and Hunt and these guys on Saturday night, mate, they were toying with us. It was quite embarrassing. We'll get to, uh, yeah, we're an hour in and, um, and we'll get into Even our- in a losing side on Thursday night, Appy went full beast mode and had a really good game. He did. He, he played great. And there's games this year like St. George at Wollongong. If Appy was our hooker instead of Jacob Little, I, I'm sure we would have won that game. Like they were literally sure. like they, they were getting carved up up the middle, and we just had no one with that that skill set when we're in the red zone to just put them away. We we had guys like James Tamo and Zane Musgrove making clean breaks up the middle, and just not not being able to finish things off. So look, Appy's a big quantity for next year, and 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 the best thing about Appy is he's confirmed a hundred percent he's coming to the club, and it seems like Papaliti's manager has said now that he's coming to the club, which is great. So hopefully that all comes to fruition. That's literally next on the agenda, boys. You're kind of cutting through or something. (laughs) um, That's all right. That's all right. We're, um, yeah, doing it it on the fly. Uh, Just firstly, uh, just going to promote again, Tiger Fit, the, um, yeah, fitness sessions I've organized for. You don't have to be. Someone messaged me during the week saying, why is it for West Tigers fans only? It's only just a theming. It doesn't have to, you don't have to be a West Tigers fan to come along uh, and enjoy it. So in the off season, as soon as the West Tigers are finished, so from Monday, September 11, 7 p.m., Monday and Thursday nights, so just before um, the nights of the podcast uh, on, come and, uh, yeah, join, join other footy fans and hopefully some West Tigers fans for some uh, fitness if you need to lose weight and, um, yeah, it's just it's it's a good social interaction while uh, burning some calories. So if you're in, interested at all, podcast cast at westlife.com or shoot us a DM on uh, any of the socials and uh, pass on more info. Righto. Next subject was 2023 signings. You boys have already eaten into plenty of appy talk. Um, obviously, we've got uh, Isaiah Pabalihi. And uh, what was the other guy's name as from Manly? Sione Fainu. Uh, uh, Fainu, um, Fainu, something like that. Yeah, Fainu. That's the one. Thank you. And uh, I've got a question. Yeah. And a, and a little bit of a question mark over Tyson Frizzell, who is a possibility as well. Rob, what's the latest you've heard on Tyson Frizzell possibly being a West Tiger next year? 
Um, I can't confirm anything, guys, but there's definitely like the talk that, you know, from within the club that we're after him. And it's not, as I said last Thursday night, it's not in terms of a swap with Luke Brooks. It's just straight out interest in Tyson Frizzell. So obviously if you had, you know, Frizzell and Papali'i there, you've, you've got, you know, a very solid uh, second row combination. Uh, I just hope, uh, you know, we're not paying silly dollars for Frizzell because I'm sure that Newcastle got him on big coin from St George. And as Aaron mentioned last Thursday night, Frizzell does have one year left on his contract with Newcastle. So, um, look, we, we definitely need some second row depth. I know we've got, you know, Bloor coming back next year as well, which is wonderful. But, um, look, I, I'm hoping we get quite a few signings because as we've seen, you know, the last couple of weeks, at least seven or eight guys that, that played on the weekend are going to be there next year. I know we've got a few out, but, um, you know, what we've got isn't quite cutting it at the moment. So we, we need a bit of stability in the pack and a, just a bit of muscle and a bit of grunt and not getting pushed over by like schoolboys um, on our try line and getting barged on. Mitch asked about um, Bateman, uh, John, John Bateman from England. Have you heard anything in regards to uh, getting him back over? I, I rated him highly. When he was here, he does have a young family, though. Could we convince him? Because uh, he was the whole thing was he was homesick when he was playing for Canberra. Um, so I mean, yeah, are we any chance? Will we will we be any chance for him, Rob? And would would you rate having him in the four pack? On on what he did with Canberra, I would certainly rate him. Uh, I'd have my concerns about what you're talking about in terms of the the homesickness and whatever. I believe he's only 28 years of age. Uh, you know, look, I, I think, to be fair, Josh, the West Tigers are interested in anyone who's a good player, and John Bateman's certainly a, a good player. He's quite controversial. He's got a lot to say on social media, um, a bit like someone talking at the moment. Um, but, yeah, uh, in, to answer Mitch's question there, I'm, in case he's not aware, Nathan Brown has signed with Canterbury, so... So you can you can scratch uh, Nathan Brown off your list. I'm not sure what we're doing with Charlie Staines, but uh, after watching Charlie Staines play fullback for Penrith against the Storm last Friday night, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I never understood the Charlie Staines, and I mean Dane Laurie. Um, speaking of positives, he tried his guts out, um, and he has done the last few weeks. I think, yeah, young Dane um, is. Proven his worth. What do you reckon as your thoughts uh, on Dane, Dane, Dane over Staines? I feel like there's a lot more upside to Laurie over Staines. Um, yeah. I think his potential is considerably higher, um, which is I'm surprised Penrith let him go um, and kept Staines over him, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I think if we're looking to go long-term um, with and building with who we've got and trying to keep the spine together. I think Dane is one of those players, but yeah, you'd, you'd have to say there are definitely some fullbacks at other clubs you'd take over Dane if you could, but with what we've got and what's available in the near future, I think sticking with Dane is probably the, the best, uh, the best option right now. Isaiah uh, Papalihi, we, thought this whole thing was in the clear and then apparently I didn't see it. Um, did you boys see Brad Arthur 
on Fox still uh, apparently still fishing for Isaiah to say para. Do either of you boys? I haven't seen that. No, no, I, you... I, I certainly didn't see it, Josh. Um, yeah, but, so you I'm, know, like, like I said, I mean, it was good that his management came out and said that he's going to honour his contract. It's also good that the Players Association last week uh, kind of, you know, you know, not that they could instruct Isaiah to do this, but they said we expect him to honour his contract. Um, what I said about when you're bad for 11 years and you need to be better at everything, these rumours wouldn't be coming up if we stood firm with some of the people we've released previously a la Ryan Madison, a la Josh Alloye, et cetera, et cetera. So that's where you create doubt within your supporter base and you get that negative talk when you go on past history. So it's not us, you know, putting shit on people for the sake of it. You just look at someone's track record and you say, well, hang on, you, you let you let Madison go when he was your best forward instead of upgrading him. You know, you let – I mean, I really didn't give a stuff about Alloye except for the fact that he scored – three tries against us this year, but I didn't really find him, you know, much of a, a big loss, to be fair. But, look, hopefully all this talk goes away. We really need Papa Lee. He's a beast. Um, you know, with Appy there, you're plugging two holes already out of 13. That's a bloody good start, you know. So that you, you got two of the best players in the comp, not just good players, the best players in their positions. So they're, they're definitely positive signings, guys. Uh, but we need we need three weeks of effort so that we can get the guys that are 50-50 about coming to the club to actually want to make that move and not show rubbish performances like we've seen the last fortnight. So that's what bothers me a little bit. Anyone that's considering coming might want to change their mind, Josh. Um, yeah, I mean, we definitely, definitely need them... Uh, boys, in terms of 2023, so I brought up on the screen now the 2023 returners. So there's eight guys alone uh, up there. Obviously, you've mentioned Sean Bloor before, uh, Rob Rua, who we we really wanted uh, to get a crack in first grade this year. He'll be uh, for sure making his debut next year. David Nofaluma, uh, I assume, is coming back. He's under contract. We can assume Nofa. Uh, we'll be back at the West Tigers next year. Tommy Talau, I have up there. He is off contract, but I'll be very, very surprised that Tommy Talau doesn't, um, yeah, come back next year, re- return from injury, considering we are gonna we didn't want to trade him for uh, Josh Adokar, for him to just disappear. But um, I think they'll be loyal to each other, and we'll see Tommy Talau back next year, possibly in the forward pack. Um, Alex Twal, I feel like we've, uh, man, the the amount of, talking about line speed and letting the other teams get over the top of us. I think the loss of Alex Twal last several weeks has um, not been talked enough. And Brooksy, of course, maybe maybe not. Who knows? But Luke Brooks, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next year for us or someone else. But at this, if you believe what Tim Sheen says, it'll be for the West Tigers. And then, of course, Jackson Hastings and uh, Stefano as well. So, um, yeah, boys, I know the effort, Rob, you said you want to see effort, but, man, it, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very depleted... The, 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 the 17... A few people asked us to name our 17 for next year. Um, we might do that in the, in the coming weeks, but um, 
as I'll start with you, the 17 that we played on, what was it, Saturday uh, afternoon last weekend, how many of those players will be in the 17 come round one next year, do you think? Hmm. I'd have to go, I'd have to do a quick bit of maths there. So uh, I'd say just off the top of my head, maybe six. So no, name, name them. You can go, go through them. Okay. Let me just pull up the team list then. Dane, Dane uh, Yeah, Dane yeah. Laurie. Yeah. Laurie will be, he will be, uh, Musgrove probably, Joffa, Pole. That's five. Oh, I'd go Naden. I'm, I, I might have been Naden as well. You reckon? Yeah, I think Naden has to be in the centres. What do you reckon, Rob? Yeah, I, I look. Uh, if you're going from you know one to seventeen, and by the way, if anyone's got their three two ones for last week, please give me some ideas because I really have. <laughs> I haven't looked at the stats and I've only got Dane Laurie in my head for having a good game. So give yeah. me some ideas for, for twos and ones before I start giving them to people that don't exist. Uh, but look, Dane, <laughs> look, uh, obviously Dane Laurie would be fullback unless we're purchasing a different fullback. Yeah. Uh, in terms of wingers, I'd say Ken Mamalo will be there as long as his knee's not busted. Uh, I think most of the guys I've will be put Ken. Back. I've got to even, I've got to put Ken on this graphic as well. That's okay. So Ken, Ken Mamalo, I think, I think Naden would be a, a definite, um, no offence to Kapoa, I, I feel like he's probably going to be there, even though I wouldn't have him there myself. Uh, Dwayne will be there. I'm not sure with the halves, but if you go off the talk, Brooks is going to be there. Okay, so let's face it, Jackson Hastings will be there. Uh, Stefano will be there. Uh, who else is from the team will be there? Uh, Sean, probably, Sean. I, Sean, Sean, if he go, has the right off uh, off season, will be there. Um, we don't know if James Tamo is going to back up again next year, so he's, he's a possibility. I'm a bit 50-50 about Zane Musgrove. Uh, Alex Twole is obviously going to be there. Look, there's quite a few, but in terms of the players from the weekend, Fanua Polo will be there. Um, you'd think Matamua will be there, given he'll have a full preseason. But out of the guys that played Saturday night, I'd say seven or eight. But as you've shown there, Josh, there's a lot of players that are out at the moment, and we don't know who the new recruits are going to be, and what way you know it looks like we're going to play an attacking brand next year so you know the way it's looking for example if peachy's out of the club and and you know rua is fit by next year i'd love to see rua as our number 14 uh you know so he can be that backup impact guy where he can play you know give appy a breather if appy needs a breather or or come on as a running back rower because he is is dangerous um from what I saw of him in his limited time, he's a bit of a hog, which I don't mind. <laughs> but he seems to love running with the ball, so he, he sort of. I'm pretty excited to see him play next year. Uh, but really, not much more than that. I just want to see who we've got in line to purchase because I'm sure, I'm sure Benji's making a lot of phone calls. You know, trying to get a lot of players on board, and and he knows that you know he needs to make some changes to this squad if he wants immediate. Success and, and obviously Tim Sheen. I keep saying Benji. I feel like Benji is going to be running the show, but obviously Benji and, and Tim are, are making quite a few phone calls. What about New Brown? No one, no one mentioned New Brown. You mentioned Rua off the bench, Rob. I think. Yeah, I think. Well, as I as I said, Josh, I, I just you know he didn't make one run in general play last week, and he, I think yeah. he made one one the week before 
in the second half against um, Newcastle. From memory, it was near the halfway line because I remember thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, I'm pretty sarcastic, but I'm sitting in the grandstand thinking, well, it's about fucking time you had a run from dummy half. You know, like I was just getting pissed off with him just shuttling the ball, like not having a go. The guy's a dangerous runner. Like engage the line man and do something. And he actually made a good run. He made eight or nine metres on that one run. So, yeah, look, we, we need, um, unless he's taught, I mean, maybe if he stays, Appy can sort of, guide him a little bit in the same way perhaps that, you know, Robbie Farrer guided Damien Cook at South and, and made him a better player and, and made him turn him into basically a state of origin player, you know, by showing him a little bit of guile. So I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm undecided on Brown. I like him. I, I, I like, I know he's got game to him. I just don't know if Hooker's his game. He, he's coming across to me more like a backup halfback. He's like, he's, he's like, he's been shunted from half and, puts a hooker just because there's no other spot for him. I, I'd like to reserve judgment on Brown. Okay. Uh, righto. Three, MG Pumps, 3-2-1 to finish. Um, oh, I'm, as, I'm not getting any help. <laughs> as, have you got any idea? Um, yeah, I've got I've got a bit of an idea. So, just to run through first, you can't see the, uh, the standings at the moment. So, uh, Joffa has taken the lead. He's on 50. Jacko is on 47, but obviously is a highly unlikely to get another point this year. Dane on 45. Uh, Kemba Marlowe on 38. So he might not um, might not get points. So basically, it's a it's a fight between Dane, Joff, and um, well, Jacko's gone. So Dane and Joff at the moment. But um, who who are you thinking from this game? As I'm giving three to Dano, he he played well. He was the player for the most part who was trying his ass off every time he got the ball. Uh, he tried hard in defense too. You can't really say too much about most of the other players in the team, but you can definitely see the standout that he was. I'm going to give my two to Pole or Pola. I keep forgetting how that's pronounced. Um. He was he he just keeps showing up week after week, and he's really making a real good fist of this first grade stint. And I'm looking forward to seeing his development after a full preseason and seeing what he can do. Hopefully, with a spot in the team next year, maybe alongside Steph, um, if he comes back in. And I'm going to give my one to Joffa. Uh, just like I continue, like I keep saying, he just ever since those comments he made after our first match against the Sharks, he's just. He's led by example. He's he's not shirked any responsibility, and um, he's trying his ass off as much as he can as well. Uh, I'm going to go three for three for Dane. Um, uh, yeah, Dane. Apart from he made a pretty bad uh, dropping the ball error, but apart from that, he was putting the body uh, on the line. Yeah, I thought I might give my two. To Naden, I thought Naden, um, and not just because I had him as my uh, in my multi to score a try along with uh, New Brown, and I was a bit annoyed that he had his try wrongly uh, taken off him. But I, I thought Naden um, was definitely definitely having a crack. I don't, I don't know; it's a bit of a cop out, like just picking guys who um, over on effort um, rather than execution, but. Yeah, and that's why I'm going to give um, Joffa a point uh, as well. So, uh, 
Roberto, any ideas? Let us know in the comments too, guys. Saw a few. Uh, GD Tiger's gone Dane Noffa Diaz. Uh, Benjamin's gone Laurie Pole. Uh, Joffa, Tiger 2047. Joffa Pole Laurie. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts, Roberto? Well, it's the first game that I haven't watched back this year, Josh, uh, out of total disgust, to be honest. Uh, look, I'm definitely give Dane three, as I said earlier. Uh, I agree with you. I was actually going to give Naden two points. I know, he's, as you said, his execution uh, wasn't right. I just felt his effort was there, and it's terrible to say. I, I actually enjoyed watching his frustration when he dropped a ball and Dano tried to give him a high five, and basically Naden just rejected it and just like shoved his hand away like he was that dirty on himself for dropping a ball. So I know they're only little things. And, mate, I'm going to give one to Tom Freebarn or Freeban, however you pronounce it. I, I don't think he's the ants pants, but uh, – and contrary to what you said, I am going to give it because of the effort. The bloke <laughs> has a go. The bloke has a go. And and they were the three on the eye that I thought were really trying their hardest. So I'm, I'm going to give him the one point. And obviously, as Aaron said, you know, Polly did well as well as well, but, you know, you can't give everyone a point. And um, there are three players that are getting points tonight that weren't going to get any points last Saturday night because I was filthy and I didn't want to give anyone a point. Uh, I was that pissed off at the result. But, um, yeah, Dane, again, he's had, he's had a good month. Yeah. So Dane's, that, by my quick maths, Dane's gone to 54 and Joff uh, got two. Uh, so he's on 52. So... It's a uh, it's a close race. So um, can we see Naden in the centres tomorrow night, Josh? Can we actually do it? Can we name someone in the right position tomorrow night? Fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I, I think I reckon we are. I reckon something's got to change, mate. You just can't keep doing the same thing yeah. and expecting different results. It's got to change. He's the best centre we've got. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, he's. Uh, I said it to As before when he was naming his uh draft side for next year, I think I think he's our best yeah, our best centre uh option as well. I, I he's uh, I see a lot of people bagging him out. I mean again, gotta stay off the internet and stop reading comments, but people bagging out Nathan. I think he's um yeah, added a lot to our to our side. Obviously the suspension if he doesn't get suspended, I think we're talking about Nathan being one of our our better backline players. Um, well, ironically, Josh, that try that you're upset about being disallowed that cost you your multi, he wasn't on the wing there. He's actually in the centres. Yeah. So, like, he received the ball, you know, as a centre would. Like, look, he can play left or right, but his right foot step is devastating. And and generally, the you know, most teams attack to their left. So he'd actually be your defensive centre on the right-hand side. So I just think we've got to give him a bit more responsibility. What I do love about what he does, I know he's made some mistakes and was you know over the sideline against Brisbane the other week when he bombed a try. I just feel like he's really invested in being a West Tiger. I actually think he really wants to do well. And yeah, and 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 I, and I find like whether he's playing well or not that he's having a dig. So I, I'm I'm actually really happy with the signing and and the way that uh, NRL 360 were bagging his signing the other week and and Braith and Asta you know questioning. Uh, you know, what sort of person do we want at the club? Obviously referring, you know, to his cocaine incident after the 2020 grand final. Braith and Nasser needs to look at his own client, Cameron Munster, who was busted on video 
taking cocaine. So the bloke wants to throw stones at Naden. What's your own bloody client, mate, before you start throwing stones at Naden? Naden's a bloody good footballer. So I'm very happy we've got him in the club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's... Um, For sure. Yeah. The, the, as we finish up, I, I honestly, I, I've said it nearly every episode, I think we can make the top eight next year. I, like... Uh, what's happening? We're in purgatory at the moment. It's just getting to the end of the year, but I think with guys coming back and um, a bit of cap space, there's definitely op- there's definitely no reason why we can't be a top eight side next year. I think Appy and Papa alone are going to add shitloads of uh, a spark. We've got new coaching. Um, yeah, we're just. Yeah, we're going to get through these next. What do we got? Is it three games? Was it Roosters? Three more. Is it Roosters, Dragons, Ra- Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Leichhardt Oval Sunday afternoon. God, I hope the Raiders are out of finals contention. That they if they had a loss to the Dragons, they uh, nearly would be. But so, it um, hopefully would- the we have a sunny Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval to finish the year and um, farewell the season. Uh, kind of similar to 2014 when we won our last game of the year. At, uh, Josh, we at should Leica mention well. too that um, Angus Crichton has agreed to terms with the Roosters for another couple of years, even though it's not mm. uh, not signed. But, you know, the one thing, you know, our supporter base should be excited about, because, look, I'm not so sure what our back line is going to look like and if it's going to be as great as we want it to look like. But if I'm picking our best pack for next year, um, I'm picking... Stefano and Twal at prop, uh, Appy at hooker. My um, back rowers are going to be Papali'i and hopefully Frizzell. And lock forward's going to be Jackson Hastings. And I've got – that's no room for Joffa there. There's no room for Sean Blorn there. And there's probably a couple of other blokes that I haven't mentioned, your Poles, your whatever. So if you look at that forward pack and, and the depth we could have in the forwards, if we can get someone like a Frizzell, that's a pack that's not going to get rolled over by anyone, even if we get the odd player out here or there. So that pack alone, and then, you know, hopefully with, you know, Adam there at six, or if they tinker something up in the pack and then Jacko's halfback, whatever the case may be, I just think from the 5-8 spot up to the, the forward pack, I think we'd be looking pretty, pretty good. And even if you've got a few uh, average players in the back line, I think we'll be very, very competitive. So, look, making the eight is definitely a possibility. Uh, I'm glad we're not rushing into stupid signings, but look, there is a lot to look forward to. But I want the next three games, I, I just want our club to put out an ad to incoming prospective players to say, this is why you want to come to us. And I, I don't want to see what we've seen the last two weeks. We've got, we've got to find a way to get these guys to lift for three more games. We really do. But there are good times ahead next year. We've just got to get through the next three weeks. Putting you on the spot, as can you... Finish finish our episode tonight with uh, something positive. We'll keep, we'll keep to our promise. Uh, Benji, next year, I think he's probably going to be the biggest positive change on the club. Uh, him and Robbie with their drive, their passion. Um, we've already heard from Benji plenty of what he wants to do next year. The fact that he's already dropped out of his um, Fox commitments and everything like that. Um, speaking of, I'm really missing hearing hearing him in the broadcast uh, doing the analysis in the studio. But mm. yeah, he, he's going to be he's going to be ap- 
absolutely great for the club next year. Um, yeah, him and Robbie as a team, I think, are really going to be the spark that turns this joint around. Absolutely. Great way to finish as 100% totally agree. Um, bring on the spring, bring on the summer, and then uh, bring on 2023. And we'll keep... Um, yeah, talk, talking talking up next season and trying to uh, yeah get positive vibes back f- with the club. We promise we're not just doing it to make the club happy. We for our own sanity as well. We um yeah we can we can uh, live in hope. Uh, Thursday night show we'll preview the game against the Roosters for a little bit, but I thought possibly um yeah kind of do it off the cuff. If you want to ask a question to the boys. Um, for Thursday night show, send us a DM uh, on any of our socials or an email podcast at westlife.com. If there's something you want us to talk about, uh, yeah, literally anything. Got a lot of good answers actually on Twitter uh, when I put it out there uh, last night. So, um, yeah, if there's something you want us to talk about uh, leading into the off season. Let us know. We're always, um, yeah, happy to cater for you guys. We appreciate every, every one of you uh, listening, ch- tuning in tonight. It's uh, the fact of the, how rubbish this team is and the fact that we had so many of you tuning in tonight and still so many of you listening to this show. We truly appreciate it because, um, yeah, I think the three of us, if we, if we didn't do this show, the um, yeah, I, I totally understand people not want to consume West Tigers content right now and you guys uh, are loyal to us and loyal to our beloved west tigers so in saying on that we'll see you thursday night 8 30 p.m boys and everyone on the stream you know how we finish every show uh as always go the tigers go, go the tigers for listening to another episode of the West Life Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by West Ashfield Leagues Club and as well as MG Pump Solutions. If you could please subscribe if you'd love to hear us again. We're going to have episodes every twice a week, every week this season, Mondays and Thursdays. So we're going to, as the season rolls in, uh, be sure to catch us every week. And if you can, give us a like on the socials, so at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, search for Westlife Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to take part in the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. It's just a couple of bucks a month to help grow the show. We'll see you again next time on the Westlife Podcast.